I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2019. Yeah. <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Why are you staring at me all crazy? I saw like the Batman... I saw the bike outside. You saw me scooter. I saw your scooter. <laughs> and I said, I should hop on it. <laughs> but I was like, dang, it's so cute. It's the Batman one. So yeah. it's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. I can always tell when you're telling either for your cars or your scooters. And I'm like, oh, there's Billy. To the thing on the clash, the, the, the next episode. Oh, of course. It's dope. I haven't heard the next one. Oh, it's so dope. But I heard the first one. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's What's it, it called? What's it called again? Uh, it's an awesome weird podcast. ass name. It was a podcast that Chuck D is, is narrator on. Uh, it's the so history good. of the Clash. Okay. Yeah, we had it in our show dope. notes on yeah. one of our episodes. But it yeah. was dope as hell. The yeah. next episodes are dope. Real dope. Awesome. Um, so, welcome to the show. How you doing? Lisa, Lisa. I'm good. Jam. Hey, traffic wasn't as bad as I thought because you know mm. they have an L.A. marathon every year up here. And, but they usually have an early in the morning, like six. So I wasn't really worried when you're like, make sure. I'm like, right. So I, I decided to test myself. Usually I'll leave like eight. I'm down in Dago and uh, I was at the beach. So, you know, it's hey, you know, the weather's warming what up a little bit. you up at the beach, bro? I was out there about 5.30. No, we just go out like a couple of friends. We go out and we go dunk our hair in the water, seawater. You know, it's just been a rough month. Like mm-hmm. last month, my, my, my little Ripley passed away. My dog passed oh, away after 17 years. So, and she was named after Ellen Ripley from Aliens. And I kid you not, the last movie we watched together before she passed on was the Alien movie. We were watching Horror Noir. And then my mom said, we should watch the Alien movie because Ripley's not feeling all that great. I didn't want to tell my mom, well, she's on her way out. And so we watched the Alien and I kept looking at her going, that's who you're named after, Sigourney Weaver's character. So yeah, so a bunch of my friends and my other friends, she had to put her dog down, her little um, pit bull. It had like... uh, uh, water on the lungs, pneumonia, and a bunch of stuff. Mm. So, young dog, a real beautiful pit bull, just a lovely dog. It's like one of those British pit bulls, mm-hmm. like Spuds McKinney, Gort, Zira. So, before our dogs, we <clears> to the beach <throat> and just kind of dunked oh. our hair and had our little goodbyes to our pets. That's What's cute. the guy's name? You know, the guy, um, Petey. Petey from, yes. from, from the Little Rascals. Oh, right, right. Yes. Which is something that no one even watches anymore. Was that the name of the dog? Petey, yeah. yeah. He's oh, a, that's he's right. a pit yeah, bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. It's too racist for so him to watch now. I know, oh my God. <laughs> so Wait, it was racist said, then. Oh, I said too racist. It was racist then. It was then, racist it was back then. <laughs> but when that's all you got. <laughs> we was like a Negro's on TV. I'm sitting there eating my cream of wheat. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah. When the little girls came up there with the little pigtails and they do the singing uh, and stuff. I, listen, 
and they look like you, and you're just like, you know what, Lord Jesus? Oh, no. I'll tell you the worst. And you start, I'll tell you the you worst. You know it's bad when you're humming gospel <laughs> show tunes at five years old uh, trying to get I'm through the day. The like, Lord. I'm going to the worst, the worst ever offense that I saw in the Little Rascals was. The one? No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. So what's the one that this, tipped you over the edge? The really pushed you over the edge was there was one where... Um, uh, Stymie was sitting on a stove because he was stuck in a stove in a hot pot hmm. and he r- wiped his head like this and threw the sweat against the wall and it was like black ink. No. Yes. Yes. It was like Indian damn. ink on the wall. I was like, God damn, that's fucked up. Damn. That's so fucked and if you guys are any fans of the 70s TV shows, you might remember Stymie when he got older and he was on the Red Fox television shows when uh, the yes, old buddy. Yeah. So yes. a lot of those actors you'll see on the old TV shows. And get a little older. Like, yeah. They came from Beretta. Bob, yeah. They came from Bobville and shit. Beretta. Beretta was the. I used to love Beretta. But where's his name? Uh, uh, Robert. Hey. Yeah, I know who, who killed his his yeah. person. Yeah, and I, I used to know his son too, Noah. But mm. he was on the Little Rascals too. What was his name? Little he played the little bad guy. He played he Butch. Little Butch. He was Butch. No, no, no. Was no, it Butch? No, 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 he's his friend. Yeah. Who is his? Who's his name? Oh, uh, Beretta. You know who Beretta? Yeah, what the hell's Beretta's name? We check his name. Noah. No, his name. Blake. Is, Robert Blake. Robert Blake. Robert yeah. Blake. Yeah, Robert Blake. And mm-hmm. he was and he was in the Little Rascals. He played. Uh, he, he was friends with like some. He was. I'm gonna say he was friends with like um, uh, Dennis Hopper and shit like that. Um, oh, I'm not sure. That's when those crews like a wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So y'all hear his voice, Chris Derrick in the house, mm-hmm. writer, producer, cinephile, director himself. Yeah, man. <laughs> Why did I just learn that my man is a Buddhist today? Ain't that a bit? He's been keeping a secret. I, you know what? Keeping I it on the talk level. about how people need to keep secrets. <laughs> Not to keep secrets. Keep it to keep he wants mystery. to be a man of mystery. He wants yes. to be man of mystery. Things. <laughs> his name was Mickey in our gang. That was his name. Okay, Mickey. that sounds familiar. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working the pilots and stuff for the staffing season. So and I got some fjords out too, some names. And then good. I'm at uh, that thing with DMA, like at Disney, turned out to be an interesting Mm-hmm. Opportunity, we'll we'll see. There's like a Fifty Cent show that they're gonna try to push me for, and mm-hmm. um, a comic a comic book adaptation by Greg Rucka, uh, Stump Town. So we did some other stuff, you know. Yeah. It's just it's I think with this whole this whole uh, agency situation, there's disruption in the process We're of how people this week. that happens, yeah. and and the disruption. Well, we'll is, see. There's always opportunities in disruption, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I'm looking for it. In the midst of turmoil well, and change, <laughs> yes, that's the right. hustlers that's are right. always hustlers. Got to be ready. Hustlers right. got to be you ready. Know, there's always people that, shaking in the boots. Like, how do I get stuff? I was like, motherfucker, I'm gonna take okay, the job. Listen, exactly. if you're up here scared, but, I'm taking the job. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And and that's the interesting thing is, like, we did the panel the other night for the NAACP and Image Awards. So mm-hmm. we have some of the kids in the room today. Amber, forgive me, I, Danielle, Danielle, Dallas. And then Dallas Rico in the house. Um, so we have a couple of young baby riders in the house. Um, and, and one of the things I love about those, like doing the panels and doing this podcast <clears throat> is I really want to educate the young writers. You know, that's why we started this thing right. in the first place. Right. Cause we were parking lot conversations. We were having these conversations at the, the o- organization, black screenwriters. Yeah. <clears throat> and we were like, we need to open this thing up and we need a, you know, we need mm. a bigger voice. And so I always, I love where you're going, Chris, like Chris and I made a pack last year that we were going to start asking for what we want. Right, which is why things are starting to turn. Before you and I know how many people do all of us know that? And to, we, qu- and to quote uh, Solange's new album, "When I Get right. Home," <clears throat> Almeida, "Do nothing without intention." Do nothing without intention. And so, 
a lot of us here in LA, we all know somebody, mm-hmm. right? We all have met somebody. We know somebody. The, the problem that I've ran against, and we've talked about it many times, is, is having that bump where when do you ask for the favor, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. At some point, and it's kind of like the same thing about people ask you to be their mentor or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't ask somebody to be their mentor. They become your mentor because you're just mm-hmm. fucking around all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or as I like to say, I like to say you become handy, mm-hmm. yeah. right? <clears throat> Excuse me, my nose is all stuffed. This freaking weather's killing me. So um, the reason I'm saying all this is, is just piggybacking off what you were talking about is how you move to L.A., you come here, and, and, and things either start to happen fast or they, or they happen really, really slow. Mm-hmm. What your job is, is while it's going slow, is to keep realizing what you're getting out of it. Yeah. The, even the little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You well, agree? yeah. See, yeah. okay, so two things on that is that I was, you know, because we're going to talk about this thing afterwards, sure. but it's like what I realized <clears throat> is is that one, when you, you know, Asking better questions gets you better results. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out these questions that I'm going to ask someone tomorrow who's got a really tight window. Mm-hmm. And the thing, because uh, he's going out of, out of country for three months to shoot something. So to me, it's like, how do I just get like quick stuff from him? It's going right. to be so right. smart questions. But the thing I was, the thing about it is, that I'm saying to myself, I was like, look, he's like. 10, 20 years farther on the path that I am. So I got to like imagine, you know, what do I need to say to him? So, you know, to, to understand that. So it's the right kind of like pathway to know. So, you know, to, because like he got to respect me. And I mean, he totally does, but it's like, but, but, but every, but every interaction has to keep, has to maintain that respect. <clears throat> and so, you know, so like, that's the big thing about what that is. And also I don't, I bother him that much. Like I haven't really talked. I haven't really talked to him. It's, a, it's like if you stay in touch with someone every three to six to nine months, you know that's like a or like that's a good time to be on someone's radar who's really really busy because they're really busy and they don't have time to just be you know be hanging out and their head is all in the clouds not right. in the clouds but it's still caught. That's the thing I think is the mistake that <clears throat> that, that you and I were making is mm-hmm. that people that we know they know us. And they know that we're trying to do these kind of things, but but we're not always on the top of their mind because we're not like constantly like like pegging them on the on the back. And of the and even further than that, we're always working on something. Yeah. So it doesn't look like we're in need. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's that's a big big problem mm-hmm. too. So you have to make sure one of our adjustments is we're doing this and we do that. Yeah. We usually just talk about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was that was a flip. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. totally. What's up, Amber? You got to go a little closer to the mic. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I said, I wanted to have some of these uh, young writers on, on the show. Amber sent us an email. What was your email basically asking us? I can't remember off the top of my head. I get a lot of them. That's enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds. Well, basically, I just wanted to let you guys know that I really love you guys' podcast. It's mm-hmm. so informative. Thank and you. I feel like, obviously, yeah. you guys have a voice that, like, I listen to a lot, but you guys have a voice that isn't really out there. You're telling me stuff that can like help specifically me. Oh. Um, and yeah, I think my first thing was like, should I move to LA? I think it was, should I move to LA mm-hmm. or, cause you guys did a podcast about LA right. and I listened to that and I had one follow up question mm-hmm. and I, Oh, I think I was said, um, what job? Cause I need like a, a day job while mm-hmm. I'm here. Right, and I was right. like, what do you think will be the best job to get? And did we answer that? You said, <laughs> You're like, it was some funky ass answer. I don't know. <laughs> 
I think you said you told me to. Um, I should. I think you said you know start at like the management companies mm-hmm. and agencies because I get to learn everything there. It's one. And, it's one good way. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Like coming in as an intern or, yeah. or an assistant, assistant or something yeah. like that. I mean, everybody is probably going to tell you that. And yeah. here's <clears throat> here's the reason why. And at least in my opinion, you guys can please jump in on your opinion. My whole thing is, if you came here to be a writer, yes. right, yeah. in TV and film, whatever it is, why in the hell are you going to go work at a hospital? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you going to grow? Even if you have to grow slow, yeah. wouldn't it be better to be in a in place? The that was the whole point of moving. Because we were whole both, point. me and my mm-hmm. sister were both in between jobs mm-hmm. in New York. And we were like, well, we could get another job in New York, right. you know, something we don't want to do. Or we can just make the move, take a big risk, and hope we get a job there right. in the industry. Right. And mm-hmm. it just seemed counterproductive to go back to doing something we hated. Like, of course, we're right. writing all the time mm-hmm. in our free time, weekends, at night, commuting. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> what was the point of hating the job so then that messes up with your energy? Right. And then we could be making contacts. We keep hearing it's about relationships, about who you know. It's about cultivating relationships. How right. can you do that 3,000 miles away? Right. Well, so, okay, so... It all, it's all about relationships. And I just, particularly in television, I mean, just to, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's like, you know, there's a big battle that the WJ is going to have with the with the agents, like in 10 days. And and the, and the main thing is, is that they asked, uh, they did a survey of TV writers and like, we're just the writers in general. They're like, what's the percentage of people who got jobs from their agents? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I know hardly anybody. You know, it's, you know it? it's, okay, and what they said is is that seventy five percent of people got jobs from people they know, yep. not right. their agents. Right. Mm-hmm. So that means that you know it's so hard to get jobs anyway. So it's like the people you know are the only ones who who mm-hmm. who who can get you a job. Who mm-hmm. once you know where something's up. I mean, and to me, I feel. I mean, like I've had some industry jobs, and I and I've had a lot of jobs outside of the industry because at mm-hmm. a certain point of time. If you don't get the right job in the industry, you know that's not your like writing job or something like that. Then mm-hmm. there's kind of like a there's like a salary cap on that. Just yeah. like you're not going to get a lot of money. Um, yeah. But when you're first coming out here and you're a lot expensive, that that might be fine. But there's there's interesting jobs you can get. I mean, the other night we were at the the end of uh, the f- the finale screening for Deadly Class, mm-hmm. and there's a friend of mine who I, I haven't seen him in about a year or so. This guy named Darren, who was a post supervisor mm-hmm. on that show, mm-hmm. but I met him because he used to write on the Nickelodeon <clears throat> show, mm-hmm. and he's just now he's he's between opportunities on that. And he was like, you know, and he's done. He was on Taken before that, and he's going to get on the second season of Castle Rock. But he's like, look, the thing about this job as the post supervisor is I'm in every meeting. Every meeting. And yeah. I hear everything that's a problem about the way it was written, the what, mm-hmm. what the directors did. Yeah. And he was like, it's making me a better writer because I understand what it is beyond once right. the script is turned in, right. that stuff that could have been solved at the script stage that most writers <laughs> right. don't know, yeah. you know, particularly like the ones that are lower level because they never produce anything, like right. even their own stuff. Yeah. And so that's, you know, like a type of job. And, you know, and so you maybe you can't come in as a supervisor, but you meet someone like that somewhere and they say, hey, so can I come in and be a post? PA, mm-hmm. you know, and then a friend of mine is doing that now in my writer's group, and she has never done that, and it's like, and he, she said, what's the deal? And she's like, well, for a few months, it's going to be just sitting around and, get, and getting lunch orders, but and, and, then, and then the rest of the day, the, the guy said, well, since you're a writer, you've got the whole afternoon to write, 
And mm-hmm. and no one cares if you're writing if there's no work to do. <clears throat> unless there's a right. few little jobs. Just oh, can you get this, the other, that? Yeah. And then once it picks up again, like you're because 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 I did that too. I worked as a as a in a post on something. And it's like you're on these kind of schedules when you're waiting for stuff to deliver or stuff is rendering, and you've got this downtime. So yeah. and so that's an interesting job to have too. Right. Um, I I don't I mean if you could get a job at a stu- at the at the studios those are harder to get but there's all those internships mm-hmm. there's just a lot of st- there's there's a lot of ways to get into jobs I mean what's his name there used to be the page thing at they used to be the, the page thing yeah. they, they used to have that I mean a friend of mine had worked at the Writers Guild for a while just to mm-hmm. meet people um he just, and he would volunteer at the at the um at the theater you know yeah. I remember Joe Ferrante yeah. mm-hmm. so there's a lot of ways because you got to meet people and yeah. then you have those jobs that seem kind of like um, uh, you just had to be assertive yeah. and ask people for stuff. And I mean, there's a really, really great story that I think people forget. Mm-hmm. Actually, I know <clears throat> I almost forget this is um, Antoine Fisher. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is maybe 20 years ago. Uh, Antoine Fisher was he was a security guard on the lot, mm-hmm. and he just was he was really good friends with all the people, all the big execs come in, just say hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. and then so he was they would drive up, they would drive up, yeah, yeah, because he worked, he worked security, right. and you know <clears throat> checking everyone's badges. So I mean, so and then I think someone saw that he had a script that he was working on, and mm-hmm. said, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll send it to you. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'll take a look at it, and then. You know, it was good, and then eventually, like you know, he wrote a story about his life, and Denzel, Denzel Washington made directed Denzel mm-hmm. made his directing debut doing it, and mm-hmm. he did a lot of he did some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Derek Luke, yeah, Derek Luke was movie. in it. Yeah, yeah, so you kind of look at it it's like, <clears throat> you know, even those kind of jobs that have you where you're you feel like you're not in the right place to interact with those people. If you comport yourself the right way, mm-hmm. and you write, and there's enough people who are generous who will say, "Hey, can you know you you can't ask them; they gotta yeah. ask you. Yeah. They gotta <laughs> ask you." Yeah. Um, and then you know those opportunities can work. So that's that's what yeah. I'm gonna suggest. Yeah. yeah, and and I wouldn't say that you can't ask them. You just have to develop a relationship. Sure. It shouldn't be like the first time you sit down. <laughs> I yeah. swear to God, I came off the panel the other day. <clears throat> I was hanging out with Angela Allen. Right after mm-hmm. she she's um producer on um SWAT, Sweet. and um so she ended up giving me a ride home and we were just talking right, and we go way back for to the Cosby mm-hmm. fellowship, and so she was talking she said Hilliard have you noticed a shift, I said and what she says, I notice when you used to do panels before people would say hi whatever said so now they swarm you, mm-hmm. right because they know you're on the show you got your podcast you got mm-hmm. whatever it's like a different mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I guess there has been a shift. She says, welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> yeah. thing. She says, imagine, she says, I'm going through this on a producer level. Imagine what Janine is going through as a showrunner. Yeah. They, it's, they, they, they are like they all in her. her for like an hour after that. Oh my God. Like, and I'm like, like no, give us some fucking room. Just say, hey, I love you. You, you are awesome. And walk the fuck out. I yeah. was watching it and I was just like, well, see, I would not do that. Well, see, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Well, see, yeah, 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 People yeah. were pitching me. I was like, yeah, see, <laughs> there's an etiquette. <laughs> see, see that, that, okay, that, that, that's one of the reasons. And then I got this script. And then I got this script. I'm like, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I need why to pee. I exactly. <laughs> I've been on the panel. To, Let I me mean, go. I don't like to go to those things. It's, it's good to hear the information, but I don't want to spend the time 
trying to interact with the people that are, right. and, and 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 usually yeah. I mean like look, you and I almost never do we yeah, just, we just walk the fuck you know, out because we know most of them but, 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 most of them so so what I do I'm there I mean like this is the thing that we got to the we, we were at a the, there was a meeting about the agency thing about a month ago right. and like and, and, and like all the people on the board are people that I know and some you know they're all talking and I was like you know what they're getting mobbed with questions. Mm-hmm. I just want to just give them the wave so they yeah. see me. And they go, yeah. okay, cool. Right. And yeah. then that afternoon, I'm going to email them. Right. Say, hey, man, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. You, have a, you know, because, you know, like, I don't want to take up their energy, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, then. So that's, like, the thing that you always got to worry about is, you know, like, um, everyone's energy is, like, is, 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 you, you have to respect that in a way that I know that, like, you want to get on and move quickly, and I'm not saying you have to wait, but you got to just kind of like pick and choose the time. Like for instance, this mm-hmm. guy that I got an email today, you know, I, it's like in, in the email that he he sent back to me saying he, he he's so cramped he can't have lunch. I know it could be like uh, he said it's something we that we could hop on the phone and talk with. I know mm-hmm. he wrote that, right. and I was like, he's I cool could, about that. He's, he's cool about that. Right. But I'm saying to myself, <clears throat> if he's got to leave the country to prep a huge, huge premiere huge. show on a on, on a streaming network, yes. you know, this massive thing, he doesn't necessarily have that time to. Mm-hmm. And I had this time for the, a lot of people like that. Is that you call them and say let's go on the phone? And it's like, well, we got to so talk to my sister and schedule a 15 minute call. And I'm just like, if I can get him quick questions, yeah. Then he can answer them throughout like his downtime in the week, you know, mm-hmm. and then get back mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And then that's and you know, and that that's like. So you emailed him? Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm still getting the questions quick because yeah. I because I know. See, I know a lot of people would just email them. Right, you know, you got to think about what yeah. the questions mm-hmm. are. Edit. Edit. Right. Smart, right. You know, and it's all right. and it's this thing. It's this thing that I've been doing when I when I email people is, I don't ask them just for help. I say, here's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What do you okay? So you understand what my mm-hmm. strategy is. What do you think I else could be doing, or do you or can you weigh in on my strategy, or blah blah blah? Is because if if I ask him a question that he, you know that 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 if that that I could figure out by by yeah. getting on the internet. Yes, yeah, that drives me bananas. Yeah, then yeah. That, yes. like motherfucker, yes. look that shit up. Yes, <laughs> I did. You're being lazy. <laughs> or or what's, yes. what's worse is, I learned this shit when there was no internet. <laughs> yes. so I had to go do like some right. work work. Yeah. Right. Like he always, and like, I talked about that the other night. Like, like, yeah. like, yeah. I'm sure you've heard me talk. It's like the movies and stuff like that. I, I've watched all those, and I can right. just yeah. rattle. I mean, there was a time we were in there with Jenny, and she was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, like saying, oh, this person, this person's in it, this person's in it, and it's like, and it's like, I'm not looking shit up on the net. Mm-hmm. I just I spent all this time like learning it because yeah. it's a crutch for me to have to go. What I mean, yeah, Robert Blake, because I didn't fucking remember <laughs> his name on fucking Little Rascals, yeah, fucking right. 1930s right. or 40s, you know, but you know, but. But it's those things that you have to do to again. That's respecting someone's time, right? Because they will help you. And also, I'm giving him an out with saying, "Hey, let's yeah. not do the call. Yeah. Let's do this." You they know, love that, yeah. you know, just give me opportunity yeah. to get back to mm-hmm. me like before you go. Yeah. And that's all I really want from him because you know it's pressing for me. But I have some time that's and this is not as pressing for him. So right. that's why. Yeah. You know, like asking, like asking for help and asking people is such a um, uh, a skill. It's a huge yeah. skill. And so, what do you do about follow up? Like, let's say he said, "Oh, okay." What if he never got back to you? What would you do? Like, how do you follow up? Well, with someone when uh, you're asking someone. Okay, here's the thing. I always give people the out. Like, um, if you can't answer this because you're too busy, that's okay. I'll find another way. 
because <laughs> well, I, like that. well I, I, I had to say it that it takes to the them. pressure off it them. takes yeah. the pressure right. off of them right. and that way if I hit, hit, hit them up later you know two, two things happen mm-hmm. he knows that like he or she is going to know that I'm not going to hold it against them if they can't get back to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if I did hold it against them, that makes me an asshole because mm-hmm. it's like I'm not I'm not respecting them. So you just do that. I mean, if it's something where it's like, you know, like there, there's a sense of I mean, there's a sense of urgency in it because you're saying yeah. you're saying don't even if you don't get back to me, I'm going to figure it out. So it's so making like, me oh, go, wait, oh shit! Well, I better jump on this yeah. really quick. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Really good. yeah. You, you yeah. say if you can't, that's fine. I mean, because. I mean, I've seen someone ask me this the other day, and I was like, okay, I need to get back to them like today. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was like, and I was, and at the end of the night, I was like, oh, I gotta go to bed. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta answer this person's email. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I was like, closing out emails. But it's one of those things where it's like, you, I mean, with other people I follow up, this is the thing that's tricky that you have to kind of, like, a friend of mine was telling this, he, like, he was kind of like, give people like eight days on emails of requests for things. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like for like, if I send you a script, I'm gonna give you two weekends, right. mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna follow up every eight days after that. You know, to mm-hmm. see where it is. Um, for other things, like if I, you know, I mean, it's just like I mean, do just, you change mm-hmm. it by like depending on your relationship with the person? So yes. say you were okay. So yes. if someone you have had a conversation with, you can kind of know. You it, would. It's not even that. It's it's more about like the level of where right. they are. Like okay. I'm talking to these showrunners. It doesn't matter if these these are like tight boys of mine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm asking the business thing, and I gotta know that there's this. Um, this uh, there's another guy who's a producer friend of mine. He's a movie producer friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I, he he and I sat down for lunch. You know, about a month ago, I was talking about this movie I was working on. He was like, and he was like, I want to read. It. I want to read. It. I read it. And he's supposed to come to the reading, mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. couldn't because he had to go to town. And then I sent him an email. I said, here's the script. I would, you know, blah blah blah. And then he didn't get back to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I waited. T- I waited eight days. <laughs> And, and, and I emailed him and he was like, dude, I'm sorry, but the movie that I'm posting right now, I had to come in because we had to fire our, our post supervisor mm-hmm. and I'm picking up a slack. So I'll get to it in a week. Mm-hmm. But it was like during that week that he didn't get back to me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not thinking he blew me off. Yeah. You know, I'm just because he had well, some major shit happen. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put this in a little bit of a context. This might help a lot of you younger writers. <clears throat> Think about it like this. You know how we're all busy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine. And let me ask you, how many emails do you get a day? Just generally. 15. Okay. I probably get 150 on my level. Yeah. So imagine a showrunner who's in the middle of a show. Yeah. Or especially about to prep for the pilot, even worse, right? Somebody like that on a high level, big budget show that shoots in Europe, all the logistics. Yeah, yeah, 15 episode kind of. Probably getting 2,000 a day. And I'm not exaggerating like that. So for him to stop. And even answer your email? I know. Is same. I know. Right. And a lot of people don't look at the context. They look at, oh, well, he, he didn't even get back to me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we talked about this on, I don't know if you guys heard the agency um, episode we did, I did. a week ago. <laughs> and, I, and I admitted, I said, I have an issue where when I send stuff out to my friends and my producer friends, and like a month goes by and I'm like, the motherfuckers ain't interested. So I That's won't even I respond. Yeah. I, w- I won't follow up. That's my bad. Right. Yeah. Because I put myself in their position, be like, they're just so busy. They're just, it's not important. That's why I was asking. I do that too. Right. But I'm like, but you can at your level. Yeah. You can't. You you, You have to follow through. You have to follow up. You see, this this is the thing is just because there's always that fine line between are you being a pest or are you being persistent? And finding that balance. Finding that balance. And the thing is, is that 
you can tell. Okay, you know, there's a guy who wants me. Who I've done this four times for him in the last year and a half. I come in and I guest teach at his casting thing, mm-hmm. and he's been asking me since I got back from Savannah if I could come in and do this thing. And mm-hmm. I've only been back six weeks, but I kept telling him, I was like, dude, I just don't have the time. I will, if I can make it work this day, I'll let you know like the week ahead of time. Yeah. And he emailed me and, 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 he, and, he, and he texted me one time, too many, hmm. you know? <laughs> right. Because it, it, A little thirsty there, well, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, he, te- he texted me, I mean, it wasn't too many, but he texted me kind of like at an odd time. Like it was like really <laughs> early in the morning, mm-hmm. something like that. It was really, really late at night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 4 a.m. <laughs> and Somebody got a crush on you that day. You know, and, you know and, and, I'm, and I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, it's okay, because it's like, look, it's, so it's like, I have a feature film that I'm right, I'm, I'm outlining. I have, Three pilots that I'm working on that I'm rewriting and there's, and, and, and there's one that I'm, two I'm rewriting and one I'm just polishing and there's, and there's one that I'm doing from scratch and I'm working on a comic book and I'm dealing with putting together the financing on this other feature film that and I, you're that doing your job oh yeah. yeah and I'm doing my job <laughs> okay yeah. and so that so and you know what and and it's like I'm not even getting that many emails because it's all because but that's all my internal work mm-hmm. yeah and so then this guy emails me out of the blue and, I, and I'm like okay. He texted me and I was like, okay, it really pissed me off <laughs> because I just told Buddhist, him. Buddhist, Buddhist, but, uh, Buddhist. Yes, yes, yes. He's not being very yes. zen in that exactly. moment. Exactly. You were not. Exactly. Buddhist yes. compassion. Exactly. And I stopped and I said, okay, hold on. I just sent me, and I, and, I, and I do this all the time is that I wrote an email real quick and then I. Sat on it, and I woke up in the morning. I got up and I read it again. He's <laughs> like, "Ooh, I was mean in the morning." <laughs> and, I, and I was, and I and, 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 I, and, I, and I was like, "I still need this same sentiment of I will let you know if I'm free for that weekend or yeah. or, 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 or when I'm free when I'm free." Yeah. As you know? per our last command, <laughs> you know. But see, but see, here, here's the thing. So this is the thing about these all these communications, and this is why I stopped and read it. Why everyone does this, and this is worse now. But I remember when I went to see the Stanley Kubrick exhibit. This is maybe like six years ago at the museum. There was an article. So it was like there was this this letter. There was some, some when he was making Lolita, the Christian Science Monitor people had sent him a letter to ask him to stop. He's like, this movie's trash and blah blah blah. Right, right, right. And and he was like, don't send a letter that you wouldn't feel comfortable if it got printed on the front page of the New York Times. And this and, that's a great note. Yeah, great yeah, note. Great yeah. But see, but see, now it's like don't send an email that someone can screenshot right. exactly. and send to somebody. Right. You know, because right. like look what this motherfucker said to me. Right. You know, we've right. all got the text from someone about the girlfriend or the boyfriend mm-hmm. tripping blah blah blah. <laughs> and it's like because that's what it is. So I was like, yeah. I gotta calm this down. Just be very polite and say, how do I do it? Like, yeah. hey man, <clears throat> I'm really busy. And I had to explain to him. I was like, this is this is this. this. And I said, my head is exploding. Right. I would get and and and, you, and I was kind of like. I can't be fair to your students if I get there and I'm worrying about the thing I got to do yeah. when I get home. Yeah. Absolutely right. So, so let me just get back to you like when I can. And, you know, I definitely want to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, so let, let me know. I remember what it was. He had someone cancel on the last minute as a guest. Right. And he said, hey, can you, are, are you uh, Yeah, I understand. Today? I understand that. That's what it was. It wasn't yeah. always, like, but it, that's what, it wasn't like he, he knew me too many. <clears throat> right. But it was like, but like I had to like, you know, mm-hmm. there's that spike that happens because everything's happening to you. Yeah. And I feel these, you know, showrunners, mm-hmm. big producers, directors, it's the same thing. Because you get yeah. so many. I, I mean, like when I, when I was in Savannah, 
I'm sitting there talking with Nick, you know, the showrunner, and it's like he's dealing with like there's three or four cuts that, that on episodes mm-hmm. that the network is sending him notes on. He's got to respond to. He's got to he's got to look at those cuts too on the the video thing. Mm-hmm. He's got some of the actors who are asking him about stuff. He's mm-hmm. got the director mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, we got to do this, and we got to reshoot. Are you cool with this?" Mm-hmm. And it's like. You know what? And and he had just flown in that day. <laughs> you know, and I'm just yeah. like, right. dude, that's a lot of work you got to handle. You know, yeah. but he handled it. You know, yeah. so um, it's, it's just, a managerial. It's a managerial situation. Thing. And now, see, supervisor. Now, see, here, here's a, this is the thing where a, a lot of people make mistakes. Yeah. Is that is this is where Gunn is really awesome? Mm-hmm. Gunn Mazzara. He used to be a. Um, like the the ER manager at a hospital or something like that. He had some really high stressful job like that mm. where some life or death shit is happening. <laughs> so he uh, he understands how to deal with people's anxiety. Right. I think that's like a rare skill set because yeah. most writers wouldn't have that, you know. Um, but that's where certain people. I mean, that's that, that's so much of your job right. is managing shit, you know, at a showrunner level. Mm-hmm. And those are the people who who can hire. You. Those are the people who can bypass all the shit. Yeah. You know, the studio, everyone like, ah, who do you see, who do you see? But I'm hiring him. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they get hired. And so that's why you got to really, that's why I'm bringing this back. It's like you have to really kind of like design every communication with them yeah. so that so that they always respect you. And, yeah. and, and they'll respect you if you respect <laughs> them. Richard Scott brought us some donuts. Thank you, Richard. Hey. <laughs> Wait, Grab one of are you trying to run away? Okay, I'm going to say it's like, he dropping out donut and running out. Like, running out? <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, hold shit. up. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Let me put some donuts right. in it. <laughs> that looks like a Boston <laughs> cream pie. <clears throat> Fuck, man. Now you, see, now you're fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> you need some chocolate, Lisa. I was going to say, you know, one of the things I had to learn is not to take things so personal when people don't respond yeah. back to you. That, Richard. Because when you start off as a baby writer, like, everything yeah. is so, they're not responding. And you have to remember, there's so busy they're doing things too and I always did the thing where I call it like the three the three rule which is basically if I had something and I emailed somebody and said oh you know I'm going to send you this blah 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 and then I wait for thank you I wait for the the first email if I didn't hear Mm -hmm. from them I'll do that quick little follow up hey just touching bases I know you're busy and you know things are kind of hectic and then I wait and if a couple months went by it's like oh well hey I hope everything's okay you know next time we're around Mm -hmm. it's kind of three and then done yeah. And just not even trip too much about it, you know. Yeah. It's like either they're going to be interested <clears throat> and they'll respond, right. and I just have to learn, like, you know what? That's just the business, you know. I've got my three little things. Mm-hmm. I responded. They didn't respond. Yeah, I'm just going to move it. Keep right. it moving. And if I run into them, I'll just realize, hey, you know, maybe they couldn't handle it that right. time or stuff. Which is going. Life happens. Well, right? I, the, the reason why I was thinking about this when you brought it up, Chris, is is what I realized is you have to follow through. Whether anything it comes out of it at all, mm-hmm. you have to follow through. I'd say I love I love what you do. Like give them two weekends. Explain to them why. Because remember you had a reason why, and you have to put yourself in that position. So to see why. okay, <clears throat> when people, you know, you got to read so many scripts, right? And no one really wants to read during the week. I mean, they can, but you know, they don't, it's and my thing is, you can catch people and get them on. An undivided kind of reading binge on the weekend because they might be like, you know what, I'm gonna on Sunday from two to six, I'm gonna read these scripts, and so I just kind of realized that it's like now they might have to read nine scripts that weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, so I just want to give them the opportunity to go through those two cycles of mm-hmm. of 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 
you know, that process of reading to get to my script. And, you know, and then the whole thing on that is I'm kind of like, I know they got to read maybe nine and they're going to get through four or whatever it is mm-hmm. and just kind of do the brief. <laughs> and then it also goes back to my thing about like, and we tell this all the time, it's like how strong are those opening pages hey. to get someone to hey. say, hey, guess what? I've read six. Listen. And I'm going to start this other guy's thing. And if this first three pages don't get me, yeah. then I'm just going to you know pass it off the next weekend right. or I'm just going to pass on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so then it makes you. It just kind of like amps up your de- decision on 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 um uh this decision on, on how on how good your work is going to be. Right. I mean, cause, I mean, and the, I mean, it's like, and uh, to me, I'd rather have you read myself on the weekend anyway. Yeah, just because be I I the, I it's well, who puts their sh- their phone on uh, who puts their phone on on airplane mode during the like during the week you most they can't you really no. can't you know <clears throat> but you could on the weekend so yeah. that's kind of why I, I give them that I was just gonna say um, even to take it I don't want to say to take it a step further but to, to look at it a different way is to think about you know you want some donuts girl is to think about it in a way where you don't what you don't want is someone reading your script and they're not in a mood to read it yeah right because then you're not going to enjoy it no matter. I don't care if those pages pop. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many times have you read something that pop, but if you ain't in the mood, you don't yeah. even feel it. And you're not in you the headspace I mean? to really give it the... So, so, so that's why you don't want them to feel pressured to read it now. You yeah. want them to yeah. feel like, take your time, you know, and, and I'll usually tell people, give me at least two or three weeks. Yeah. Because if I say it's going to take a week and I know it's not, I'm going to feel bad for myself yeah. that I didn't turn it in, and then I'm looking like an asshole, you know, because I couldn't. But your job is to hit me back and go, hey, mm-hmm. haven't heard from you yeah. in, you know, in a couple of weeks. Where are you? You know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and I'll be like, you know, honestly, I haven't even fucking ready. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, but but yeah. but a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm busy or I have I've started it or I haven't, you know, whatever. But you just have to put yourself in their position and it'll yeah. take off the pressure. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, I, I'm really like asking you because it kind of happened to me in a sense that so I was... <laughs> I was querying a lot, like, last year. You were what? Last year, querying okay. um, managers. Mm-hmm. Um, heard back from a few, um, maybe five Reddit, this one that I was pitching. Mm-hmm. And then one development exec at one of the big management companies got back, and he said, hey, why don't you just send me four things that you have? So I sent him four things. Mm-hmm. He basically loved a pilot that I did. Good. And so um, he said, this was right before Christmas, so he said, so send it to me. I'll read it over Christmas break. Hit me up in January, and we'll go from there. Right. So I did that. At first, he, uh, he said, you know, oh, um, I did read. Um, I think he said, I didn't read it. Sorry, but give me another week. Mm-hmm. I did. I followed up that week. Mm-hmm. He said, I read it, loved it. So um, do you happen to have a Bible? And I said, I don't, but Somebody's I can do one. music is on. My computer's not functioning. I Okay. Um, and so I wrote the Bible for him. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, great, because he wanted to show the Bible to one of the managers at the company. Okay. So he did that, and the manager said he liked it, so he said, let's have a call. And so we had a call. This was probably end of January, mm-hmm. and it was great. And I said, actually, I'm moving to L.A. soon, so how about we meet when I get there? Yeah. And so now I've been following up, and he actually, the manager asked to read three other things that I was talking about on the call. So I sent that to him. So you and got then, a lot of stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then so I followed Prolific. up with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
the week before we were going to land, I was like, hey, just remind you, I'm going to be here. Can we set up a meeting? Um, and he said, and he said, so uh, his assistant was on the chain mm-hmm. and he said, I'll check with him. I'll make sure you get the meeting. But then now it's been two weeks after that and we still haven't gotten the meeting like set up. So I'm just like worried. It's, like, And he does TV? Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's staffing and pilot season. It's, it's busy. There's three things going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Staffing season's yeah. coming up. Um, this agency thing is yeah. like is taking everybody's is, is, time and attention. What's going to happen is that the, the the managers have to now do all the work that agents agents supposedly were doing, and they're not really geared for that. Yeah, but they know that there's like again disruption. People don't know how to behave around it. I mean, it's just and honestly, what happens is is that. They're looking at who they can sell now and who's making them Best. money. Yep. And I feel that even if they love your work and, and they're going to take something out that they can take out, that's why they wanted the Bible to present it as a full property, that's still not them getting paid for maybe six to nine months. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, let's hold off on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, He did say, though, that with the Bible thing, um, he did say that, though, he, if he did do me something, he would get me, um, he wants to use it as a sample to get me a staffing position. Well then, yeah, yeah, but it, so it, so then he's probably. This is the thing that I've learned the other day is that and I've noticed all the time. But you just hear this thing because it's like, how are they selling you? How can they sell you? And everyone is probably yeah. so scared about what to do yeah. that they're, and they're like, they're gonna go with the people you know, who they know. Like, they're gonna well, go who they know. It, no, it's, 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 it's not even necessarily who they know. Well, I mean, who knows that? Who knows that they can sell something? They know I can sell her. Easier, it's just easier. Yeah, because because like Cause cred- credits this. help. Credits help. I know. Yeah. If you want something, there's just a lot, you know. But granted, like you know, like being a black woman, that's like a really hot commodity right now. Really hot commodity because everyone what, like kind of wants that. So yeah. he's just. But again, it's like what show? It's like they don't even know what shows are getting picked up yet. So then it's just yeah. all this. This this is a weird time. It's a good time to be to be. To, to, so you're lucky that you've been read, and you don't have to kind of like you know like um, ask them to do that like mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. But you just but, but now it's just like a time management thing about you know yeah. like. And like I want to point happen. out that you did something that most people speak on. <laughs> I will have to speak on it. <laughs> Can I testify in church well, right now? Well, <laughs> it is Sunday. You did something that most people. When he said, "Send me what you have," you have four mm-hmm. things. You sent him four things. <laughs> Like yeah. you had shit right. to back it up. A she lot of didn't people say, "Give me two weeks to finish this shit." Right. Exactly. You know, oh, I'm gonna spend like the next five days no sleep trying to hurry up and get something. <laughs> no. You already had stuff ready to go to pop. That's what, a lot of people that, don't have that. That's the thing that Janine says that. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Janine says, "Be ready." Beat hey. Can you be ready when it comes? Because you never know when the opportunity is going to come. Be ready. I mean, there was a guy. Ready. I forget his name. Um. And these, this happened to me with something too with John Rogers, I think. But this happened. To, this is a writing situation. Is that um, there's a guy he'd been out of work for a while. He went to the, the, the ABC thing or something like that, and he was at a bar mm-hmm. talking with a guy at a bar. And the guy was like, "I'm putting, the, I'm, I'm looking for writers on my show." Mm-hmm. And it was uh, what's the sh- what's the show that had um, the Showtime thing with Don Cheadle. 
Oh, not the Black uh, Mondays. Uh, no, 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 the previous no, the new one. The, the, oh, one. the previous one, the old one. Where he plays that um yeah, uh, consultant. House of Lies. House of Lies. House of Lies. Love so, that show. So, so it was it was showing for House of Lies. Like I was like, ah, oh, this is. I was like, this is me. He goes, well, he goes, well, send me something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he went home that night and sent him something like two in the morning. And the guy texted him and like, or the, he texted him back by the time he woke up. He was like, let's meet. Mm-hmm. You know, because he because he sent him amazing. something that night, and right. the guy was happened to look at it. Then I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck that's about, but <laughs> you know, timing. But yeah, yeah it's and, about it's about mood too. And then he got the job. Right. And he got the yeah. job, and he was, and he was yeah. on the job for like three right. seasons. So, right. and some, sometimes you'll connect with somebody and and be like, um, curiosity will make you go. Let me look at the first three pages mm-hmm. and see and how they are. And then you keep going. For example, on our show, I know for a fact. That everybody who got staff are the, are the people that they read the entire scripts. Mm-hmm. Everybody else they read seven, eight pages, ten pages, fifteen, mm-hmm. whatever, and stopped. But eventually yeah. they read all of our pages. So it's really up to you, you know, to to, to stand out. Um, mm-hmm. Let's bring your sister on. Okay. Thank you, Amber. Thank you. Hey, man, wait, wait. Are you on <laughs> Twitter, or Instagram, or anything? What you on? Um, okay, yeah, close. I'm on Twitter. It's at Amber Sherell S H A R E L L E. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> We should have the other chair over there. Can they just, oh, right there. Yeah, we're going to rotate. Ring <laughs> we're going to get you on too, Richard. What? We're going to get you on the mic too. You, you got to give us some bars though. <laughs> Scoot all the way up. So introduce yourself, my girl. Um, my name is Danielle. I'm Amber's twin sister. Uh, we're from New Jersey. We actually just moved out to LA three weeks ago. Wow. Now you you prefer to write novels or are you getting more into screenplays or what's, what's Um, going? I prefer novels. Yeah, she's trying to convince me for like a year now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, seriously, she's way better at it. So I'm like, what's the what's the point? Right. Um, and I feel like I'm much better at novels because I'm, I like the long form writing. Mm-hmm. I like like I'm crazy. I like every single word to be right. Like mm-hmm. that's my thing. Like Lisa's like, little sister over here. <laughs> what, what type of novels do you like writing? Um, I, mostly the ones I have right now are romance. I have one that's a romantic thriller uh, and a romantic. Let me suspense. tell you something. What's going on right now? Mm-hmm. In Romance Landia. <laughs> That's what we call it, Romance Landia. Because some of the things that we're seeing that are happening in terms of diversity, there's a big uh, kerfluffle going on with romance novels. Yeah. For those of you who are, are, are writing, because writing is writing. And it, uh-huh. for romance novels, a lot of people are writing and changing those novels into screenplays. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the hot new thing that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But in Romance Landia, what's been happening is, the case people don't know it, uh, romance outsells everything. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't get the respect that it deserves, even though women are writing and creating, and there's some male writers too, but they are creating a product that breaks in billions, but we don't get the respect because it's it's women things and it's love and it's romance and oh, that's not serious writing. Well, what's happening right now is what most people don't know is that the one of the biggest organizations that supports um, novel writing for romance is the um, Romance Writers Association of America, which was founded by a black woman. Hmm. Most people don't know this. And they just had the, the announcement for the Rita Awards. The Rita Awards is the uh, RWA's biggest award for the best romance writing, whether it's historical, erotic romance, all of that. Well, they're having a, we call it Rita So White really? moment, <laughs> like the Oscar So White, because all the nominations pretty much that came up were all white women. Interesting. No black woman mm-hmm. has ever won a Rita Award ever won. in the history. In a black woman's In the history, and I reiterate, a black woman <laughs> created the organization to support romance right. and not not nah. Not nah. Not nah. <laughs> I gotta go I gotta reach deep into blackness <laughs> to let y'all know. Okay? So I'm excited to hear that you're into writing romance novels because I yeah. think it's 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 a viable and it's a wonderful um 
Yeah, well, to get uh, expression, especially for black women, especially for black women, and, and we're getting a lot of negative stuff about mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. whether it's film, TV, and stuff like that. So for you to be novel writing, please consider thinking about screenwriting. But see, this is the thing about novel writing. You said you like to have every word on the page. The f- great screenwriters do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they actually have to be more precise than uh, maybe uh, like only poets have yes. to be more of the most precise because... Yes. You have this there finite real estate that, and you yeah, also, and, and, and you also and and you yes. do one you do one <laughs> thing with screenwriting that, again maybe post when this but no one else does this is, you have to design how the page looks. Ding 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 ding. Have to design because that's like a lot. That, that's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And but I would say the live thing about novel writing is more than ten. Like, like I'm sure that like more than ten people are gonna read your work because if you write a, a screenplay, it ten, ten, that's about, that means ten, twenty people yeah. might read it and then that's it because unless it, unless it, they make it, yeah. you know, because they're like ah, this is really good, but we don't have to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so, but also like a friend of mine, um, you do short stories too, or just, just I started yeah, with short. We both started yeah. with short stories. Yeah, because okay, a, nice. a friend of mine, because a lot of people are being staffed. By mm-hmm. short a lot stories of people, too. A lot of people. Janine even talked about it the yeah, other night. Yeah, that she staffed. And years ago, I would tell people this all the time. With um, when the Wire stuff was coming out with David mm-hmm. Simon. David Simon. A lot of writers he prefers to work with are novel writers. You yeah. can tell in the writing. If you can tell, like <laughs> yeah. if you took the first couple seasons of the Wire, like all the people he got, like Richard Price and all them, yeah. they were all novel writers. Mm-hmm. They weren't even screenwriters. Like he was bringing people. Like guess what, bitch? We gonna teach you how to do this real quick <laughs> because there's something in your voice and your novel yeah. that we need to carry onto the page. So we just want to make sure that you understand. That. What were you mm-hmm. saying, Bring Chris? That um, we interrupted and he forgot his name. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, he the, got his writing book. He got his <laughs> journal. He can write some things down. Yeah, it was too fast, too fast. No, I, it's just the thing about writing novels and these people is that yeah, you should write this. I mean, there's so many great. There's, there's a lot of great writers who come from novelists. I think. Oh, this is what it is. Remember, what I was going to say is that there's there's Sam Miller is an example mm-hmm. of you know. They'll t- people will convert your stuff to to screen, you know. And there's I know there's a woman that my that my mother taught as t- taught writing. She you know she just put out two books in the last couple of years, and they're, and they're both being adapted. And there's one being a movie, and there's one being a um, a, a TV a miniseries for Netflix. <laughs> so it's like you know that's I mean if I were you, but there's if you write romance. I would try to get a book to. Who's who's ever doing that show? How to make love to a black woman? Hmm. It's like a new show that was just announced because mm-hmm. they they need that. Mm-hmm. And I, first, right? I, I I don't know, but I, I don't. Know, but there's a show. It's a show, and it's like, hey, if you write romance, that's a way for it's like, hey, I can do this because because that's because that's a Leonard Chang got in. Like he okay. wrote he wrote novels right. for a long time, and and he was like it was the easy when he and he when he got unjustified. They wanted him because it was like you know how to like break the whole story on your own, mm-hmm. you know. Like you don't. That's the thing that happens with a lot of TV writers is that y- you know you're not asked to break the whole story. Mm-hmm. And as a novelist, you have you to have to know right? everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of helps you to come in with like because I'm sure it's not it's never the first idea that fits into your novel for these things. It's like yeah, I got to go through ten, mm-hmm. and that's and that's and it's all varied shit, and that's what you need yeah. in in a, in a writer's room. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, are you interested in doing TV and film? Please say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> it's not that I'm against it. I just think that I'm so much better at novel writing. It mm-hmm. would take me 
That's what I thought. I thought it would be horrible to learn a new skill. Nope. No, it's easier. You mm -hmm. know, the, you have the hard part down pat already. <sighs> I guess I, I guess I just have to try it. It, it is a it is a separate craft. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a new craft to understand yeah. and to learn. Mm -hmm. But but I'm gonna tell you as as a huge. I actually prefer to read and 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 write mm -hmm. the actions and stuff more than I do the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I can write the hell out of dialogue. But I prefer mm -hmm. when what I'm attracted. to, I will literally go through people's scripts and just read the actions and the description because I want to see how. How creative they are! You know, I want to see. I want to see how they mm -hmm. how they set the tone. I want to see how they describe. You know, the 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 characters mm -hmm. on the page. Using to make it what adjectives, what yeah. verbs, what, you know, yeah. all that. And so, to me, that's the nook and cranny. And you coming from novels, you have to your first sentence mm -hmm. in your novel, just like in a script. It, yep. People don't realize the script is just like a novel. Yep. I know it's so. It's got to grab them just like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is my... And the blurb on the back of your novel yeah. is exactly. basically your pitch. Right. <laughs> exactly. This yeah. is my thing about the the, the the novel writing and the transfer. Is, I mean, is you have to... The thing is, is that each of the forms, and you know this in writing short stories, is that it's it's different than writing a novel. But there's... And, and I say, because like writing a novel, and you'd be great at it. And then you're just like, but there's just like a little tweak you got to do if you want to write a movie. And, th and then from that, there's still like a, a slightly more tweak you got to do if you're going to write a TV show. And everyone thinks writing a TV show and writing a movie is the same. Mm -hmm. It's actually not. Because mm -hmm. you're doing different things and you're expecting different things. And right, and I'm just saying that coming from but that, coming from it, understanding yeah, how to use those adjectives and verbs yeah, see, really see, should yeah, pop yeah, even yeah, more. It should, yeah. I mean, there's so many guys who... Like, who Who's another great fucking novelist um, uh, who jumped into TV? He was really good. Um, Noah Hawley, sure. who di who brought Fargo to the screen. Mm. He was a novelist, and like his novels have that kind of like uh, this really heightened kind of like reality mm -hmm. on uh, on the page. Mm -hmm. And so there, you therefore like I was reading his pitch doc for that, mm -hmm. and then you kind of go, "Oh, this is interesting." And I, at the time, I didn't know he was a novelist. I was just reading. I was like, "Oh, this is interesting the way he's mm -hmm. writing this." And then he was a novelist. So I was like, "Oh, it makes sense." Right. Same thing with like Nick. Pizzolatto or mm -hmm. Pizzolatto, who did True Detective, mm -hmm. he wrote you know Galveston and those short stories. And then he and then you know he did a couple of TV shows like I think a couple episodes on that thing with uh, Kevin Bacon that that murder mystery thing. Oh, he did I can't remember. And then he jumped on to do True Detective. And True Detective, if you read the um, and I can send you guys this if you want to see it. If you read the the pitch document for True Detective. It's it's written the way a novelist write it, but it's so gripping. Like mm -hmm. like like the like each he is just it dense or is it? It's it, okay. I was gonna say for like there's a page for um there's one page for Matthew McConaughey's character mm -hmm. and then one page for um uh, for Woody Harrelson's character. Oh, okay. But yeah. it's the full it's page. It's the full page. It's, <laughs> it's and, and, yeah. and, and you know and it's single spaced and oh, it's the oh, full oh. page. Yeah. It's their yeah. old characterization. Right, right. And I was like, okay, and and there's no one else talking about the murder. All that kind of shit is really backstory. Mm. But you like he gave you so much density on the on like on those two characters mm. that it's like I can I can see them do any journey okay. because it's just a murder thing. The murder thing can be fucking anything. As long mm -hmm. as these guys are doing it, right. that's just the through line. It's the through line. Yeah, it was. I was like, fuck. Like, it's and you read it in a way that you're reading like someone who is a really good novelist would do this, and it's, okay. and it's really. I'll send it to you. Yeah, that's yeah. a good skill set to have, you know, to be able to write short stories, novels, and screen it. Just just to have that ability, mm -hmm. yeah. because you're getting in with people who all they know how to do is just like screenwrite, screenwrite. Right. 
and you may have a project that needs a little bit different than that. They mm-hmm. need a different voice to see something different, and that's when they bring that those novelists in. Like I said, David Simon didn't waste no dime. He was okay. like, y'all know how to put a whole bitch come on in. <laughs> and a lot of novel writers who thought, I would never, but because they're now they're right. they're doing stuff. So I just let think me, it's a great step. Let me ask you a question. Since you've written novels and short stories and everything, you've been published. Mm-hmm. What do you what 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 kind of advice would you give to somebody Danielle. like this? Oh, you gotta be uh, well, it's what Stephen King has always told all of us writing babies. You gotta be reading, 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 mm-hmm. reading, and writing, writing, writing no matter what. Yeah. Like I I'm not the type of person that advocates for people like, you gotta write every day, like or you're not a real writer. <laughs> people have their own different styles and energy of how they write. But my thing is this. Just because you're not physically writing something now, you could be reading. You could be reading something. You could be thinking about something. You could be jotting down certain... He's trying to fix my mic, y'all. Did you just punch me in my face? I just need to lift it (laughs) a little bit more higher. That's all. Higher? There we go. Better. (laughs) Perfect. Wait, what was I talking about? Got me, got me. Now I'm distracted yeah. now. You're talking about, talking, about, talking about reading, reading, reading. Yeah, I, 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 reading, I, I, and I, I, re- reading widely. Um, because one of the things that we get, especially if you're, uh, for, for many writers, especially if you're writing certain genres, mm-hmm. okay? If you're not reading widely different things, you are just going to be boring. Yeah. And one of the things I've been noticing a lot of like scripts and things I've been reading, like I've been reading a lot of... Um, a lot of the blacklist scripts and different mm-hmm. scripts from different places, and I'm just saying, uh, I can kind of tell when mm-hmm. someone is not well read mm-hmm. because they're using a lot of cliches, yeah. 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 a lot of tropes that are like, "Been there, done that." Mm-hmm. Show us something new. This is mm-hmm. not going to get past page one. Like someone's going to read the two pages and be like, "Ugh, I've seen this. This is kind of derivative. Mm-hmm. What's new?" Um, so I would say you need to read Riley. Um, but be writing something. Always be thinking about something. Do you journal at all? Write journals or keep a journal? No. I judge myself too much <laughs> when I journal. Your journal should be like your safe space, though. Mm. That's your personal And it could be something like, like I keep, I've been keeping a journal since fifth grade. Sometimes my journal could be sketches or thoughts. It could be quotes. It could be a conversation I heard in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about journaling, I'm just talking about just getting words down, listening to how people speak. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really makes a great writer oh, yeah. pop is by learning how people's dialects, how language sounds. A lot right. of times we see stuff Rhythm. that's written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very stilted, and mm-hmm. it's very... Very boring, right. and so a lot of times I'll keep. I have a journal. I have my journal on my back. Well, it's funny because it's and writing that stuff down. That's something I do. I mean, I'm going to piggyback on two. Like, something I do all the time is, um, um, if I'm it's if I'm in the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, like I I listen to people talk on the phone. And I just fucking like write down when I hear some cool ass little yeah. line. I have oh, stolen yeah, fingers. Like, oh, hold Absolutely. on a minute, hold on. I'm, I'm right. still, it's, I, it's always Listen. a grocery store because even a grocery store don't care. Yes. They're talking and not right. really caring. Which mm-hmm. other spots you might maybe you hear in a coffee shop, but I usually hear shit and you're like, did you just say that? Yeah, I be in there. Look, I, be I at just the fucking heard you say that. I go to the airport early already. Anyway, because <laughs> I like to sit and I listen. Hilarious. Like I've gotten some. Like one of my favorite. Okay, I just, it's really terrible and it's nasty and I apologize, but you already know how I am. Yeah. I was sitting. I was at the. I was at Trader Joe's in line and somebody was talking. It was a couple brothers talking and stuff. And he said something that I died laughing when I heard it. But I thought I'm gonna put it somewhere in yes. one description. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about. 
I'll just say he was a player and he's like talking about, you know, his women's and stuff. And, you know, I was like, all right, Richard. all right, young man, all right. <laughs> and he said, and so he was talking and his other friend was sitting there like, man, I just skeet and skedaddle. And I was like, skeet and skedaddle? That's good. Skeet and skedaddle? That's good. Bitch, yeah, do you not know? Down. I wrote that. I got in my car, wrote it in my journal. I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. Right. This is going to go in a screenplay description. <laughs> It'll be like, this is the type of brother that will skeet and skedaddle. Yeah. And That's it's because instead of, instead of saying, this person's a player and has a lot of women. Right. You say skeet visually, it pops, totally and it's right. like it tells you exactly about yeah. that this character. Person, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gotten that if I had him in right. It's very old school, which is what I like about very But see, because like, I mean, this is my thing about the writing every day thing. I mean, like, I do write every day because I might not be in front of the computer and like you know and be on like mm-hmm. Highland or, or Final Draft, right. but, but you're watching, you're listening, but, you're yes. doing all well, this But, stuff. Uh, but and to me, that's but, part of. But the I'm taking notes on my phone mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. shit that I hear or a phrase or about the reading stuff. It's like right. again, okay. So like the other, I was saying to you the other day, it's like I'm reading this book called Aspir- the Aspirational Investor, and it's talking about like how people, how like how we don't. How markets don't avoid the the bubbles, you know. Mm. And he said historically, one of the first bubbles there was was the the tulip fever bubble in um, in the Netherlands in like the seventeen hundreds. I was like, oh, that could be a cool movie. Mm. And then I was like, but wait a minute, it sounds like a movie I've already seen. I and I or I knew of. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and, I was, and, and 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 there was a book about it and a movie about it. And I was like, but it's like, what's the my different take on it? Yeah, but but but, but, I'm saying, but my point is is that I'm reading a book about investments. And I found an idea that could work. That, that you know that that, that that you know that spurred me to think about this way. Oh, to think about yeah, to think to think about uh, to think about a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. I was like, oh, this could be this, and because it's like you know the thing I love about historical movies, uh, particularly like those like ones that are like like pre like pre twentieth century is right. there's all like what we know about history usually is some major event mm-hmm. you know and the way and the way people like respond to a major event that's almost like a disaster right. you know like like the french revolution is is the french revolution is a disaster the way that like one of these these Dwayne Johnson movies are mm-hmm. you know because the it's way it's, big set yeah, it's, right. it's yeah. affecting everybody right. but it's but it's lasting <laughs> throughout i mean you right. know like 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 dr Zhivago is like 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 some of my favorite movies because the fucking disaster is the Russian Revolution and and also the battle of the, of the Reds and the Whites afterwards mm-hmm. and this love story is like is thrown against that and it just adds this inherent tension mm-hmm. constantly because it doesn't matter where the fuck you walk like in that country shit could shit could pop off and fuck right. your whole the shit English, up the English patient yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say something oh so this is probably gonna be a little long, longer episode we're gonna do the probably like a two parter. Sure. I want to get all the people on. Sure. And we Thank still you. got and we still Thank gotta you. do our other stuff too. And give everybody your if Yes, you have give everybody your contact so you're all your info so they can follow um, you guys. My Instagram is at GoCo Collective. It's G G O C O Collective. GoCo Collective. That's cute. Yeah, that's my Instagram. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Come on, Dallas. <clears throat> Come on in. <laughs> but I'm excited, a romance writer. Yes! Awesome, awesome. Can I just say this, even though I'm talking to you and it's on the air, I'm actually, this September, I'm actually going to New Orleans. They have a, a, the Black Women's Romance Writers thing. I went two years ago. So they're having a thing, a conference there for three days in New Orleans with all the different writers, especially those who are doing indie publishing. And we're also doing a cruise right after that. So we're going, we're doing the conference, Black Women Who Are Writing Romance, Who Are Creating Stuff. Um, we're also talking about screenwriting and all that kinds of stuff. And they're running a cruise, so... 
I'm just letting you know. Let you know. <laughs> let you know. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rain room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind, and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know, the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bowl kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room.